somebody that knows he's working miracles. Lift your hands and open up your mouth in this place. Hey! If you know he's a miracle worker, somebody ought to just testify this morning. If he made a way where there was no way, somebody ought to testify that he's a miracle worker. If you know you shouldn't even be here this morning, uh, but somehow God uh, opened up a door for you, uh, you ought to open your mouth uh, and declare he's a miracle worker this morning. Hey! Hallelujah! Put your hands together and give God a praise this morning. Glory to the name of Jesus. You can be seated for just a couple of moments this morning. I want to say a great big welcome this morning to all of our guests and our visitors that are in the house of the Lord. Would you help me one more time, Rock Church, put your hands together and give a great big God bless you to all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord this morning. Come on, we can do better than that. We are so grateful, so grateful to have you in the house of the Lord this morning, and uh, if you are here for the very first time, when you walked in the doors, you should have received a small VIP card, and that card is our invitation to you immediately following the service. When you step out into the lobby, you're going to see a red carpet. We just want you to go to that red carpet, and somebody will escort you into our VIP room where we've got a few refreshments prepared for you and a small gift to give you just to say thank you for coming to join us here at the Rock Church this morning. Amen? Amen. First Lady and I, as, as well as some of our leadership, would love the opportunity to meet you this morning. And so we ask when we dismiss the service, we would love for you to join us in the VIP room. Amen. Would you help me give a great big welcome to all of our guests that are streaming live this morning from all over the country, all over the world. So grateful to have you joining us on our live stream today. And uh, this morning, we have resumed our Sunday school program, Kid Zone. So all of our Kids Zone staff and young people are, are going to their classes now. And how many of you thank God for our, all of our ministries that are represented in this church? Our youth ministries, young adult ministries, children's ministries. I'm so grateful for them and everything that we're doing. And uh, thanking God for all of that. This has been an amazing, amazing week in the Holy Ghost. I have received many reports of God doing some incredible things in the lives of people, providing miracles, people getting their breakthrough, God working on hearts. And uh, how many of you know that even when we don't see it, he's still working? Come on, I said even when we don't see it, he's still working. Amen. And as our country is now opening back up and figuring out how to proceed with caution. We want to invite everybody that's been hunkered down and uh, taking precautions to prayerfully consider uh, getting out of your house and coming back to the house of the Lord for church. Amen.
live streaming and online services will never, ever replace coming to the house of the Lord and assembling together. Amen. How many of you know we're the body of Christ? Amen, somebody? We're the body of Christ. And part of the reason that I believe the Lord has commanded us to assemble together is there is no way for the body to survive without coming together. Any dismembered body will eventually die. Amen, somebody? And I don't want to be the finger cut off over here. You, your body can't survive virtually. It has to come together. It has to work together. How many of you thank God for the body of Christ this morning? And uh, we are so grateful for all that the Lord has done. I am thankful this morning for what the Lord has been doing through the ministry of the evangelist the past few weeks. How many of you are grateful for the voice of Brother John Willis in this house? The past few weeks, God has been using him very strategically. And uh, we're grateful to have him here, here again one more weekend. And uh, I believe that God has prepared him. God has anointed him for this service. How many of you ready to just connect with the preacher this morning? How many of you came expecting something from God in this place? One more time, would you stand to your feet all over this house? And would you put your hands together and magnify the Lord in this place as Brother Willis comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us? Come on, let's do it unto the Lord. Do it high and lift it up unto the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you. We love you. Come on. Let's reach for him right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. That's it. Reach for him right now. Holy Ghost is here. Come on. Let's feel after God right now. Believe in the Lord for great things right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five in the air and says, aren't you glad that you're in church this morning? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is good all the time, is he not? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Now turn to your other neighbor, smile real big said, you know what? God is still good. Then I want you to turn to somebody about three seats away from you and smile at them too, even though you didn't want to. No, I'm just kidding. And, and say, you know what? You look good too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is good. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the Holy Ghost here this morning, and I uh, believe the Lord is um, doing things in the hour we're living in that time will tell what God is doing in this hour. And uh, praise God. Amen. So while you're standing, turn to John chapter 4, verse number 4. We're going to read down through verse number 11. And uh, I want to give honor to the ministry team around here and all those that have brought meals and wonderful things to eat and uh, it's you know you don't see too many churches do that anymore 
but it's something about a church that gets together for the cause of revival. And everybody seems to put it together to make it happen. There's something special about that. And I think I give honor to this church for such a, a wonderful effort in serving the God in this kingdom that we are living in. Amen. Praise God. How many appreciate your pastor, who a great friend of mine, amen, and what he stands for, truth, righteousness, revival, 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 whatever the cost, revival, amen, praise God. John chapter 4, reading with verse number 4, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria which is called Shekar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto her, unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it was that saith to thee, Give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Today I'm going to preach on this subject, nothing to draw with the well is deep nothing to draw with the well is deep I wonder if we can lift our hands in the heavens right now dear Heavenly Father we love you we praise you we magnify your name we believe God that you are going to do great things in this hour we pray in the name of Jesus move upon every soul every heart God, let there be a mighty move of restoration to your church and to your people. Let there be a mighty restoration of every backslider, every man, woman of God looking for God. Let there be a restoring of their soul back to you right now. Everybody ought to clap your hands right now. If you believe in Jesus, that he is your only Savior right now. Come on, let's clap our hands loud and lift it up unto the Lord. Come on, we need to let the atmosphere of God's house be filled with people who know their Savior, who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's see it. Clap your hands high and lift it up. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Praise God. If you want to preach with me, you can be seated. If you don't, go ahead and remain standing. Praise God. I got 100% going to preach with the preacher today. Now, that's a miracle. Praise God. Amen. 
John goes on to talk about his relationship between Jesus and this woman of Samaria. Her being a woman from a place that it was not normal to see him reaching to find this woman. And he begins to go into a conversation with this woman. Her begin to say and ask questions of who Jesus was, such as, are you greater than our father Jacob? That the well that was there was what Jacob gave to Joseph. Are you greater than this, what I have known all my life, she was saying. And Jesus answered, the Bible says, and whoso drinketh of this water will never thirst again, but... Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And so the woman begins to have a conversation with God uh, and uh, begins to talk to Jesus and say, Lord, if there is such a water... Would you please give me this water? Uh, But uh, I'm in a little predicament here. Uh, I've come here uh, and I've got nothing to draw this water with. Her still viewing the well uh, as the place uh, that Jesus was talking about. Uh, But Jesus was trying to bring her to a place in her life uh, that when she drinks uh, of the water given by God that she will never thirst again. And so we find Jesus communicating with her about her past. He he begins to address her, well, go to thy husband and come thither. But the woman said, I have no husband. Of course, Jesus knew that. And he said, yes, thou hast five husbands, and the one that is thy husband Uh, is not even thy husband. So uh, he begins to address her past and begins to confront her her position. And uh, uh, Jesus begins to tell her that uh, we are living in a time where people need to understand the power of what God can do uh, in this hour. Uh, I refuse to live under uh, the umbrella of fear. Uh, I refuse to live under the umbrella of uh, walking around afraid of everything around us. Uh, I'm just going to be straight and blunt. uh, Uh, And I don't think the children of God ought to be afraid, uh, even though fear is a real factor. But uh, I think somehow through it all, uh, we got to learn how to worship God uh, in the midst uh, of such an event. Uh, And Jesus began to tell her, I know that thou hast five husbands, and the one thou with uh, is not even thy husband. He even begins to deal with her past. uh, But even in that, uh, you got to know uh, that the Father seeketh to worship worship him in spirit and in truth. And so the hour is needed right now where God is looking for worshipers in this hour that do not have their hands tied, that do not find themselves slouched up in a couch full of depression while you're sitting listening online. I'm here today to tell you it's time to lift your hands. It's time to be a worshiper. It's time to turn your house into a house of worship. 
But you've got to understand the environment that she grew up under. She grew up under uh, an environment where there were mixed marriages between Jews and Gentiles. Uh, there was a mixed culture of people. Uh, the Jews, uh, oftentimes, uh, they even rebuked Jesus, calling him, uh, he must be a Samaritan because he probably has a devil. Uh, that was the view uh, from a Jew's mind, uh, how they looked at Samaria, that Samaria was a people that were downcasted people. They were a people that uh, everybody else would downtrow them because they had no value in life. Uh, and Samaria began to be called the place of the outcast, uh, that place uh, where if you uh, uh, did not want your reputation to be affected, you would not be and going to Samaria. But I'm here today to tell you, uh, if you serve God, you have no reputation except that what God gives you. That if we're going to be the church of the living God, we've got to stop living under the mindset that I'm worried about my reputation by having church. Uh, you need to hear me preach right now. The world's trying to tell you, you don't need to have church right now because your reputation's going to be affected. What are you doing, church, going to a Samaria in this hour? Why are you choosing to leave? need to help me right now. I'm telling you right now, this is the hour the Lord is looking for worshipers who are going to stand up in this hour. You're going to look everything else around. I've come to break traditional mindsets. I've come to break the mindset of the world that says you're crazy for going to Samaria. How dare you go to Samaria in this hour? Do you not know that's a place of uncleanliness? Do you I know that nobody ought to go there, but I'm here today to tell you, I think we got a house full that says, I'm going to learn how to worship God in spirit and in truth. If you are a worshiper, you ought to clap your hands right now, and you ought to worship unto God right now. And so the enemy would begin to put the pressure upon Jesus because he was going to Samaria. How dare you go to that place? I'm here, and I believe the Lord has allowed a time such as this because he's testing the church to see what are you going to do in an hour? Are you going to have faith in God and God's plan, or are you going to have faith in what the world tells us. I'm here today to tell you I made up my mind. I'm going to have faith in God. I choose to live for God. Me and my household are going to live for God. We're going to worship God wherever we go. We're going to magnify God wherever we go. And so she's asking Jesus, then she begins to recognize there's something different about him. Are you a prophet? Are you somebody uh, that can speak such things? And uh, Jesus begins to explain a little bit about the power of somebody that tastes what we have. And uh, 
begins to uh, explain to her uh, that if you drink of this particular water, you'll never thirst again. That's why people cannot understand. Why would you choose to live for God and choose God in such tumultuous times than the perilous times that we live in? How? Why can't, why can't we just separate and become unknown to the world? I'll tell you why. Because I think we've decided we were going to partake of the well of water that the Lord gave you and I, and there's nothing that shall ever satisfy the thirst of somebody that's born again and of water and of spirit. Do we have anybody that's been born of water and of spirit? There is nothing that satisfies the soul of a born-again man or woman of God. That's why we got to make up our mind. That's who I want to serve. That's who I choose to serve. Because if you knew who you were asking, woman, you would not ask the question, I've got nothing to draw with. you got to understand, God has the ability to take nothing and turn it into something. God has the ability to connect us when we have nothing in our hands at this time. And so we live in a world where we are being having nothing at our grasp, and it is the time for the Lord to tell us it's now for my impossibilities to step in this hour. When the world's been taken and they're living on a nothing mentality, and God is saying, now I'm going to show up, and now I'm going to reveal to you who I am. I wish I had somebody believe that right now, that we've got to understand the hour. It's been taken from us. Things are being taken from us and stripped from us. But somewhere you've got to let everybody know, I serve a Jesus. It's not question how and how deep the well goes. That's not the question. I serve God. And when I serve God, God can do all things to him that believeth. The God who I serve, it's the God that nothing shall be impossible unto God. She didn't realize she was talking to the God with us. Jesus, God manifested in the flesh. God that took the heaven and earth out of nothing. And God that took light out of nothing and created it. He created the atmosphere out of nothing. He took the dry ground out of nothing. The plants out of nothing. The sun, moon, and stars out of nothing. Birds, sea animals out of nothing. Land animals and even mankind he took out of nothing and formed man out of the dust of the earth. The God that took when he made water and separated the waters from the waters. That when he did that, you know how many trillions of tons of water that he separated water from water from the fermented 
from the waters below to the waters above. You know how many trillions of tons of water it took for him to separate that. And you're asking if God can do something right now in the midst of the, this the epidemic we are under right now. I'm here today to tell you that's the God in whom I serve, that when there is nothing... You will not worry. What have you got to draw with? I know Jesus. I'm at a meeting with Jesus on the well. Oh, but the enemy will begin to tell you there's no way through it. There's no way to sift beyond this. And I'm here today to tell you, God is saying, don't you know who I am? I can take something out of nothing and begin to form it and begin to create something. Some of you come here and you're wondering how in the world am I ever going to get through it? I tell you how. Be a worshiper. Learn how to worship him in spirit and in truth. If you right now will learn how to lift your hands, you will find there is a God that you can have in your life. And when you get a hold of this water, stop letting your life dictate to you, I have nothing to draw with. Stop letting your life, your circumstance tell you, I have nothing to draw with. Stop letting your life tell you, I'm from Samaria. Nobody's going to like me. Nobody's going to want me. Nobody's going to desire me. I'm telling you, you need to stop living under that excuse. I know a God who is able to come out of heaven and be born from a virgin. And he grew up in a human body. Amen. I'm talking about a God who's more than capable of taking you out of your situation. You need to stop worrying. Well, my well's deep. Don't you know my family history's deep? Don't you know my addictions are deep? Don't you know my past is deep? Don't you know I'm struggling and it's deep? But I'm here today to tell you we serve a God who can you draw water from this well of impossibilities. God will turn it around. Oh, I wish I had some worshipers in this house right now. I wish somebody had tasted of this water. It may have been 30 years ago. It's time to go drink again. It's time to let everybody know this is why I am a worshiper. Oh, I wish, I'm telling you, we need a spirit of worship in this house right now. Come on, Jesus has showed up in the middle of a pandemic, the greatest event in history. He's come to Samaria that he could find Samaritans. That he can find those that are the outcasts, that nobody wants you. But Jesus has said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy. Oh, come unto me if you're thirst, if you're hungry. Come unto me and you'll never thirst again.
Nothing is how the enemy traps us and tells us, I've got nothing to draw water out of. The nothing is the oppression of the enemy that locks you down and makes you think you can't Nothing is what keeps you subsided because it's repeated offenses all your life. But I am here today to tell you, you drink from this water. I'm talking about real Holy Ghost water. I'm talking about real born-again experience of God. I am not talking about just accept him as your personal Savior and you'll be all right. That's not in the Bible, friends. The the Bible says you must be born again of water and of spirit or you cannot... You cannot see the kingdom of God. And Jesus repeats it. You must be born again of water and the spirit or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You wonder why you're still thirsty. You wonder why you cannot have nothing to draw from because you are not having a relationship that you must be born again of water and the spirit. That is when you get that, you'll never thirst again. That's why, uh, listen to me, I'm just going to go out there. Hey, man, that's what you got to understand. When a backslider backs from a born-again experience, they're like a dog in its own vomit again because they can never thirst anything else. Because once you have this, there's nothing that will satisfy your soul. That's why backsliders like to bring everybody else down with them. That's why backsliders like to do their own thing. That's why backsliders, they like to get bitter and full of hatred and envy and strife. Because it all becomes about them. Why? They can't find anything else that satisfies the thirst like a man or woman who's been baptized under the name of Jesus Christ and has been filled with the Holy Ghost. why man begins to develop doctrines once saved always saved stuff that's why man begins to develop just believe and you're okay some are just believe and be baptized and you're okay but they always fall short of the main ingredients of repent be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is the power that keepeth you. It is the power that maintains you. It is the power that lets you walk when you cannot walk. Oh, you need to help me right now. That's why you've got to tell the old devil, oh, I ain't got nothing to draw with today. But I'm here today to tell you, Jesus is sitting on your well. He's showed up on your well today. Why? He's trying to show you you partake in this and you'll never thirst again. As the church gets quiet, the more we preach about stuff like that, as the church gets quiet, as we become mundane and the church gets quiet because we have 
solemn this kind of stuff and I'm here today to tell you that if we do not celebrate the born again experience by worshiping God every time we're in the house of God we are nullifying the power of the truth of God's word amen I tell you Jesus is willing to step out of the zone of going to Samaria Jesus is always willing to step out of the zone to reach a worshiper somewhere I'm here today to tell you you learn to lift your hands in this hour God will meet you where you are at See, to have nothing means you're helpless. To have nothing means that you are hopeless. To have nothing means you cannot get there. To have nothing means you don't know how to survive. To have nothing means you are void and empty of anything in your life. But I'm here today to tell you, Jesus is still here. Jesus is still having church. Jesus is still having a move of God. I wish I had somebody help me right now. See, you got to understand, when God looks at nothing, he don't look at like at you do. When he sees nothing in your life, God knows now you're my candidate. When you have hopelessness, God says, now I'm, you're ready for me. When you feel like you've got nothing but a void in your life and there's no way out, Jesus said, now I'm here. I wish somebody... I wish somebody look hopeless in the eye in a hopeless world right now that's trying to lock down churches and lock down the move of God. I'm here today to tell you that's when God's going to show up and show out. That's when God's going to visit. That's why I weep. When I seen a Tony spell by another bus in the middle of being locked down in jail. He gets another bus and says, I'm going to go reach my Samaritan friend. I sat at the house your pastor's house, and I just begin to tear up when I begin to feel the enormity of the call of the church in this hour. We have got to go to Samaria. Samaria is hungry for us to visit them. They're wondering, is not this the mountain? You need to hear me. Is this not the mountain that the God of my father served? They're looking for those that are still at the mountain, that are still willing to serve God. Help me right now. Oh, let this be a time where we realize that God is reaching deep through the muck and through the junk and through the hatred, and through everything around us that's got us so entangled and so flipped one way or the other. We're bouncing back to and forth. I'm telling you right now, you just let the other disciples go to Jerusalem. We are going to Samaria. We're going to reach the lost. We're going to find those that are hopeless right now. Go buy a bus. Go buy a van. 
real. Go find somebody that doesn't have a job. See, the world don't want to tell you how much depression is going on right now. The world don't want to tell you how many home suicides are going on right now. The world don't want to tell you all the perversion that's going on right now. We got to be like Jesus. We got to go to the well. Oh, y'all need to hear me. I believe right now that we have got to have dreams where God tells you to go to such and such a house. And when you go there, God will be, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You've got to believe in who we are. You're part of the kingdom of God. And so if you're part of the kingdom of God, the young men shall dream dreams. And, oh, you need our visions and no men shall dream dreams. we got to start dreaming again. you got to believe God will wake you up in the middle of the night and say, God, go talk to my friend. And they're living in a pandemic. we got to go to the well. we got to go to the well because there's a world saying we ain't got nothing to draw with. Don't you know how deep the well is? And you need to say, but I know a Jesus. I know a Jesus. When he shows up, you don't have to worry how you're going to draw the water out of this well. Let God wake, I'm telling you right now. You've got to have a dream. You've got to have something that wakes you up and realize, I'm going to Samaria. I don't know why I'm going here. It's not even in my notes, but I'm telling you right now. We've got to be woken up. Where you're awoken flat out in the middle of your sleep and you're dreaming about somebody on such and such a street where somebody's going to be at a gas station with you. The world don't want to tell you to believe this. You just got to get all your doctor degrees and you got to get all this. And No, that's not the hour we're living in. We need to be awakened in the spirit right now because there are people who are sitting and going to a well and they're going to a well but nobody will see them. Why? They want to make it. They want to survive it but somehow you got to be a Jesus in this hour where you say I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. I'm telling you we need to put on our sensitivity right now in the Holy Ghost. Let God bring you to a well. Oh I'm telling you if you are struggling right now, you need to lift your hands. If you're fighting, you have no way out right now. Just lift your hands and watch Jesus because he's searching for you. Come on, let the Holy Ghost move right now. you're sitting in this room right now Jesus is trying to reach you if you're at home watching online call the number and somebody will meet you
Oh, Jesus is hungry this hour for a Samaritan or somebody out of Samaria that you're an outcast and nobody loves you but God is saying, I want you in my kingdom. I wonder how many ex-Samaritans we have around this house right now uh, that aren't afraid to lift your hands and say, I was once uh, one of those Samaritans. Uh, I was once one of those women uh, sitting on a well. Uh, I was once one of those men uh, that lived abusively. Uh, I was once one of them, but I uh, am no longer that person. So we'll live under the disguise and excuses of, well, we have fished all night and we have caught nothing. We've tried that street and caught nothing. We've been to those apartments and we have caught nothing. You need to go back. And fish on the other side of the boat. Because what God wants to bring in. You're not going to be able to contain it in one boat. Oh, can we become a Jesus in this hour? Can we go to a well? Jesus, we know what we're doing. We've been fishing. We're fishermen. We know what we're doing. We understand how to catch fish. But you're not catching them. When are we going to get to the place that when you have nothing and you're in your weakest place, that's where God steps in. And God begins to do things that you can't put your finger on it. Your hands can't be mingled with it. You can't come to this on your own. No man can come to the Father except the Father bid him to come. We live under a world where we can't think our way to it. We can process it and make it happen. I'm telling you, God will keep bringing us to nothing so we always know there are nothings when God reveals himself the most. But Paul, you're locked up in prison. Why don't you tell them you're a Roman? Why don't you tell them who you are and what you are, what kind of citizen you are. Paul responds in such a manner. Let's just pray. As they were sitting in a prison, beaten, battered, and bruised. Let's just worship him. I wonder how crazy it get around here if we start going around and preaching, worshiping God. How many prisoners are locked up in their homes 
little abnormal, Brother Willis. That's a little crazy. I remember us going to a set of apartments about four years ago. And we sat and just put the spot around these apartments and walked through them. What would happen if the church went to the well? People are locked down in their own little world of excuses. Nothing to draw with. Don't you understand how deep this situation is? Don't you know, Brother Wes, this thing's so deep, I got nothing that'll help me. Jesus said, yeah, I know. I know exactly where you are. That's why I'm sitting on your lap. It's time that we go sit on the well before my We tell every outcast, just be a worshiper. Our Father seeketh such to worship Him in spirit and truth. And let God sort out the excuses. Let God show them His ability through water. Brother Willis, you know how many times I have denounced the Lord? No, I don't. But I know a man who did. Right after picking up a sword, willing to fight for Jesus. Willing to cut heads off. He was aiming for the head. He wasn't aiming for the ear. That's just me. But I knew just in time. Lord picked it up and said, You're going to deny me, Peter. No. Find yourself caught in situations where you have denied me. Well, our church is still having church right now. I'm not part of that church. Where's that spirit going on? I well, I don't know if I'm associated with that group. Just get real. That's the voices out there. I don't stand for that kind of group. So bold and so faithful and fearless in an hour like this. You're causing Aren't you, Peter? Don't you speak the Galilean language? You're not like everybody else. Peter, come on, the world knows between an apostolic and a non-apostolic. You can't just walk away from this because when you've been in contact with Jesus, you'll never be the same. I don't know 
little radical. That man goes around and heals everybody. Oh, I don't know that brother Jesus. Shameful in this hour. We are afraid to say, well, that's what I believe. That's who I know. That's what I'm a part of. And that's what I'm connected to. And that's who I believe in. There will always be the disciples that think what you do is uncalled for. There will always be those that say, we're a little nuts right now. always breaking the rules. He's always breaking the rules. You know, being born from a virgin. He broke the rules. What do you mean rain's coming? We've never seen rain. Come, we are little as a child, as it was in the days of Noah. What do you mean? This can't be. Jesus sitting at the well. And every Let's look at one more. Let's stand. Everyone's going to try to preach longer. Come on. Come on, worshipers. 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 Oh, God.